Just look after yourselves, you're all in Manchester. And all over. Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Good morning, Yo Bergman from Chicago. Rebellion's muted. Is it funny? Oh, I'm muted. Okay, now I'm unmuted. Somebody unmuted me. Good morning, Yoel. Today's year, how many chevr do we have on? 85 Bar Hashem. Nice start. It just grows. Yesterday we started also by 80 and we grew up to like 120. Plus 80 something people on YouTube. So it's over 200 people live. That was live. Bar Hashem. Today's daf is being sponsored. Lilu Nishmas Chana Rivka Bas David. The eight minute daf and full day of learning is sponsored by the Ambrose, Herbiter, Pravda, Siegel, Weinberger, and Eliwat families. Yishkoyach Reb Eliwat. Also, Rafur Shlema for Rabbi Yitzchok Avigdor Ben Chaya Sara from Lakewood, New Jersey, Corona. And Rafur Shlema for Reb Chaim Tzvi Ben Rachel from Muncie, New York, Corona. Two people that are getting better, but they need a Rafur Shlema. This is Yeshua's wife's grandmother, Yehudis Bas Yehuda, who is just Nifter, and our good friend, I had this on yesterday, but I didn't know who it was, it was Yisachar Bram's grandfather, so we're putting him on again, also Nifter yesterday, Rabbi Avram Gershon Ben Moshe Zechroin Levracha. How's Doilam doing? Can't hear anybody. Kind of lonely here. We have a nice picture. I don't know if you could see this, but basically it's the daf right over here. And what's going on here in Eretz Yisrael is a beautiful thing. I've never seen it in America, but here in Eretz Yisrael in our neighborhood and in a lot of neighborhoods, they bring tens of thousands of dollars worth of product and they sell it for really really inexpensive and people drive in with their cars as you can see right over here you just open up your trunk and they load up merchandise for Pesach there's truckloads of meat and it's tremendous amount of chesed that goes on here in the neighborhoods and this is one of the guys from the shear and obviously it takes some time to get through so he's doing the shear beautiful picture uh, let's read some emails here here this is an email from Ari Mandel I know you enjoy hearing about where people are tuning in from, so I'm checking in from currently Chicago. I drive a tractor trailer and travel the United States while listening to podcasts and audiobooks all day, but I haven't been pleased with the Dafyoni options. Today my mom, Teenage New Jersey, mentioned that she watched her YouTube videos, and to my delight, you make an audio podcast. We do. I'm several hours into brachas, and I feel like I'm backing yeshiva. Thanks for what you do and stay safe. Ari Mandel, currently approaching South Bend, Indianapolis. Givaldic. What else do we have here? We have um, email from... I, I heard the oil talking from Manchester, so I don't know if that's what they were talking about. But let me see if I can find it here. One second. No, not this one. Bekitzer, it was an email from our Chaver from Manchester. And he tells us that he made a mistake. Here it is. So this comes from Rabbi Avram Weisvish, who stayed up till 4.45 a.m. so he could watch the shear with his son. Uh, what's his son's name here? Let's see if I can find it. But bottom line is, he's trying to say that he made a mistake, that he said when, when he said that Revestheim is not in bad shape, but that he found out that he is in bad shape, and he needs a Refuah Shalem Revestheim, Rav Asher Yankov Ben Esther. Yishkoich on the Gishmak, and V'chulu. Oh, Shmuli. Shmuli's nine years old. So he stayed up with Shmuli till 4.45 a.m. to catch us on Zoom. Beautiful. I just want to do a little... Uh, I was thinking about these emails that I read recently, and um, one of them, the, the one we read about Shmuley Klein from uh, Crown Heights. 
and he's in uh, NYU on oxygen. I hope he's doing better today. I haven't heard a report from him. But one of the things I want to mention when I read his email is that he says that he, he was with us all the way through Shabbos Dafyates. And I mentioned that. Unfortunately, with not everybody, you know, very few people. Hold on, let me move this Zoom. Baruch Hashem, not, we're, we're not in the situation where, in the hospital, etc. But there are other, other miniyos, other different types of things that are going to cause us. And we have the family, we have Pesach. So he's falling behind now. We're on Dav Chavches today. He's falling behind. So what is Shmuley Klein going to do when he gets out of the hospital, Be'ez HaShem, tomorrow or today? What is he going to do? He's going to skip ahead and start on Daf Chavches. That's what he's going to do. He's not going to try to make up from Daf Yutes to Daf Chavches because that's the Atzas Hayetzer. That's how you fall off the bandwagon of Daf Yomi. He's going to jump to Daf Chavches and he's going to put it in the front of his Gemara. All the way in the front, he's going to say, I missed these 10 Daf and I'm going to have to make them up when I feel better and I'm up to it. So that's his story number one. And then when I was reading and I was thinking about this guy that called himself a Modernish guy. It's constantly running through my head. Yes. I think the person you just said to learn for passed away last night in Manchester. Well, that's who it was? Ravestheim? Oy vey vey vey. Baruch Dainemis. I didn't know. Okay. I got the mail in early, uh, late last night. Wow. Baruch Dainemis. Wow. Wow. It's a big loss. Big loss. All right. I didn't hear. Thanks. So, where was I? Modernish Mensch. So, as I was reading the email, I wanted to tell you the story, but we were running late. So, I want to tell you the story real quickly about Modernish Mensch. When I moved to Eretz Yisrael six and a half years ago, so I wanted to bring my kids, my boys, my two boys, to, um, to school on the first day of school. Actually, we had three boys then in school. So, the school is a few blocks away. So I decided I'm going to walk them to school. So I walked into school. And as I'm walking to school, these people are giving me these dirty looks. You know, typical Israeli, like, who's this new guy? And I'm like, okay, I'm still a lechadash. I'm still excited. I'm not going, to, not going to let these dirty looks bother me, you know? And I get to school, and I'm schmoozing with the menal. And he, you know, he's a little cold, colder than usual, because I had a few schmoozing with him. And different parents are, you know, they're checking me out. Who's this new guy? And uh, I walk back home. And I sit down on the couch. I'm all excited, you know, send my kids to the new school and everything. And uh, uh, suddenly I had an itch, an itch in my head. So I go like this to scratch my head. And I realize I'm not wearing my yarmulke. I walked all the way to my son's school and all the way back. And I'm first day in school. And here's the shake. It's without a yarmulke. And I asked my neighbor, Menachem Schloss, I said, uh, did you notice that I wasn't wearing a yarmulke? He says, yeah. I just thought you were a modernish guy from Chicago. <laughs> that's what he tells me. <laughs> anyway, so that's why you have to be down like Avschos. You never know. There's no such thing as modernish, not modernish. It's all funny names and games. We're all the same. We're all in this. And if you see a guy walking around without a yarmulke, maybe you should uh, point it out there. Maybe he forgot. Maybe he got stuck in his hat or in his tefillin or something. Anyway, let's jump into this sugya. So we had in the Mishnah yesterday on the bottom of Chav Zayin Amud Beis. Kol boy. If you have a product that comes from a tree, you don't light with, you don't use it as a wick. Ela pishton only flax. V'chol ayoytim in eitz And anything that comes out of a tree is not. It itself doesn't become tame as an oil. So if you, if you create a ceiling made out of any type of product in the world, you have a ceiling made out of cement, out of wood, whatever it is, the ceiling itself that, that's over a dead body, everything in the room becomes Tomei, but the ceiling itself does not become Tomei. Unless it's Pishtan, and we're going to see a couple of other things. Hides and the, the hair of a goat. So we basically have three, four things. Says the Gemara, all the way on the bottom, three lines from the bottom. What is the difference? Why is flax different? Why does it itself, and what's the point? All these materials are attached to the ground. It's mechubele karka. So mechubele karka, why would mechubele karka 
be, be, be metame. So, so, and nothing's metame. All these products are not metame. Let me just fix this for a second if I can. Again, I'm not in. There's nobody here to help. Let's see? Yeah, much better. Okay. And I want to make a shout out. Because I got some complaints late, lately. I'm talking to the 150, 200 people that are on live. But there's a couple, goes up to a couple thousand people when you, you add Torah anytime, you add the app that has a thousand views a day, and um, our website, and YouTube later on. Now it dropped a lot, YouTube. It was in the thousands, now it's 700 a day, whatever it is. Let's, let's say there's another 2,000 people watching, so I want to say, Shalom Aleichem to the people that are watching afterwards. You're right. But like I explained, I feel like I'm talking to somebody here. I have all these faces in front of me. So Mamela, here, let me hit the screen a second. Yitzhi Spiro, ooh, ah, Chicago. Who else? Chaim Land, I don't know who that is. Shalom Aleichem, Chaim Land. Chaim Land. And Vosnach? We have a bunch of new guys. Okay, beautiful. Oh, Reb Ezra Abrams from Australia. Unbelievable. Okay, so we have an Australian online, and we have the guys from Manchester, and we have, we have uh, South Africa. I'm sure, what's his name? Leon is on somewhere. I haven't seen him. Okay. Zogdi Gemara. How do we know this concept? Something is mechubalikarka. You have pishton, you have flax that's attached to the ground, yet it, it itself is tummy. Okay, Avixeria Shava from the Mishkan. Ksiv, it says by the oil. Zois had Torah, it says by oil, Hamez. Zois had Torah, Odom Kiyomas Ba'oil. If a person dies in a tent, in a oil, in a, under a ceiling, Uxiv Hasom, Vayifrois is a oil, Allah Mishkan. And it says by the Mishkan, so we're going to be talking a lot about this Mishkan. You guys see this? So this is the Mishkot, this square over here. And it has three layers. One is called the Mishkan, this top layer, that, that's closest to the Mishkan. I don't know if you can see it. It's three like blankets. One, two, three. This one is made out of Tzemer and Pishtim. This one is made out of goat hair, this gray one. And this very nice one, I don't know if you see. Oh, here we go. The top one is colorful and red. Part of this, this part over here is red, and this part over here is colorful. And then you have underneath layer two is goat hair, and the final layer over here is Tamarokishta. Says the Gemara. Malahalon shall pishton curry oil. Afkan shall pishton curry oil. The Torah says oil. Let's see if I have the pasuk. I should have some pasuk somewhere. Here you go. Basisira is isim oil. You see, it's oil. Ala mishkan. This is talking about the middle layer, the isim. Isim are the goats. The goat here. Torah calls it an oil. And it says by oil hames the word oil. So I learned Xerishava. Mala lunchal pishton kari oil, afkanchal pishton kari oil. In the in the Mishkan, we call the goat here a oil. And that includes all three layers, including the tzemer pishton. So too, when it comes to oil hames. If I have pishton, it's oil. Imala alon. So now the Gemara says, wait a minute. So I have Xerish Shava that teaches me the material. What material? All this. Anything that's over here in the Mishkan is part of the material that becomes Tameh itself. Perhaps the way that material is used, we should also have to do so. So if there's special halachas in the material, I have to do so and so, I have to use six strings and I have to, I don't know what, so everything that's in the Mishkan should be included. In other words, nothing becomes Tameh unless it's exactly like the Mishkan. You're telling me you're bringing a from the Mishkan, says the Gemara, no. We basically know what Kafal Sheish is, 
but this is like your tzitzis. You take six strings. This is tcheles, this is the regular argomon. You take six strings, and you make out of it one string. If you're, if you're to take your string, if your string gets caught in the laundry, you see it starts coming apart. It's made out of different strings. So in the Mishkan, they took six strings and they made one thread out of it. So perhaps the only time it becomes Tomei is if it's exactly like the Mishkan. Afkan, Shizurin, Vichut and Kavol, you have to put them together. Afkan, Shizurin, Vichut and Kavol, Shisha. Tamaloymar, Oyel, Oyel, Riba. It says the word Oyel a couple of times to be marben and say no. Any kind of way you use the Pishtan, it's Tomei. Ask the Gemari, Oyel, Oyel, Riba, Afil, Komili, Nami. So it says a bunch of times Oyel. So it's include. Include uh, silk, include some other material. Says the Gemara, But there is a Gzereshava that locks it down and says, No, only these materials. Now, in the materials, it doesn't have to be exactly like the Mesa Migdash, causes a reboy. But don't go ahead and be marbe everything, because if you marbe anything, then I don't need a Gzereshava. Just say, Beget or whatever, every material in the world should be Tame. The Gzereshava limits it to Pishtam. Now we know wood is not Mechavot Tumah, but why? It, the Mishkan, everybody knows the Mishkan has wood. Look at all the wood here. All this is wood. So maybe wood should also be part of this ceiling that becomes Tumah. The Torah tells us Mephorosh, you make the wooden beams for the Mishkan. It isn't the Mishkan itself. The beams aren't the Mishkan, the beams are for the Mishkan. For the Mishkan is different. We're talking about the Mishkan. The Mishkan is the, the Yeriyos, those three layers that we have on top of the Mishkan. Mishkan Kari Mishkan, Ben Krushim Kari Mishkan. These three layers are called the Mishkan and not, let's see if we have it. And not the crushim that go for the Mishkan. It says, you should make a covering for the oil. In other words, Mikhse. I don't know if you can see over here, but this bottom layer is called Mishkan. The middle one, the goat one, is called oil. I should have put it in here, but it was too late. And the top one is called a michsa. The nice red and colorful one is a michsa. But it says michsa la oil. It's a covering for the oil. It isn't the oil itself, it's for the oil. The same kind of swear you're telling me about wood, that is la mishkan, this is la oil. Hachanami la ikra oil. So you're telling me that this covering is not considered a tent. Rebbe Laza has a question, and we're actually going to discuss it at length. He wants to know whether or not the hide of a non-kosher animal, let's say I take one of these guys, I take these, and this is not far off of what they had in the Beis HaMikdosh. They had a beautiful cat, as we're going to see soon. You take the leather, the hide of a non-kosher animal, can it become Tamei Betumas Hameis? In other words, if I use that over a dead person, does it become Tamei? Says the Gemara, what's his question at all? We have to understand the question. Where did it come from? If we're saying that that the top layer This top layer is actually hide. Tachash. Elim ma'adamim. You see it says over here. Elim. Elim. I'm going backwards, left to right, so that's why it's a little funny. But anyways, Elim. It's made out of ram leather. And tachash. We're going to see what tachash is, but it's leather. And it says la'ayel. So it's telling me it's not mekabotumah. If you could tell me it's not mekabotumah, so then what is Rebbe Lazar asking? Of course, non-kosher hide is not mekabotumah because even... Kosher hide is not Mechabal Tumah. Says the Gemara. Hashtar behematar lemetama or behematmeya mebaya. Says the Gemara, you're right. If you're just going to read it from the Pasuk, loyal, you're right. Hide is not Mechabal Tumah. However, there's another Pasuk, Shani Asam, the Hadr Adri Kro. 
Oil. So too, it says izim oil. So the middle one is considered oil. So too, all three are considered oil. Avelyan oil. However, wood him are not called oil, and therefore wood is not makabel And so, what do we have right now? We have that whatever is made, whatever covers the 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 oil mayid, the mishkan, whether it's pishton semer. Uh, the, the hides and goat hair they are from a dead person so if they create a tent they create a ceiling above a dead person these are the only materials in the world that they themselves become tummy if I have a ceiling made out of cement if I have a ceiling made out of wood whatever it is, linen does not become tummy itself it spreads the tumma to the rest of the room but it itself doesn't become tummy Says the Gemara, Gufa by Rebbe Lazar, So Rebbe Lazar had a question. We're going into this question. Does the hide of a non-kosher animal become tummy itself? Says the Gemara, What is the question at all? I don't understand. There was no such hide in the Beis Hamikdash. It's not part of the Mishkan. We just said it has to be part of the Mishkan. Why would I think the non-kosher hide is Mikavotuma? Omer Abadar Tachash. The top layer is called Elimel Damim and Tachash. Tachash Rabbi Meir Moshe come in by What did Moshe Rabbeinu use? Perhaps he used a non-kosher animal. Tamehaya Tarehaya. I'm Rav Yosef, and we have to remember this Rav Yosef. We're going to bring him up soon as well. Explain it. Mighty Bayilei. What kind of question is this? Tanina Loi Huchshu Lemeleches Shomayim Ela Or Behem Atayir Bilvad. When it comes to all. Melacha of HaKadosh Baruch it's all with kosher animals. By the way, the end of the sugya, we're going to say, that that's referring to the Ritzuah of a tefillin. But right now, it's a very general statement, meaning the entire Mishkan has to be built with kosher animals. What's the Havamina that in Rebbe Lazar that he used, perhaps Mishra Rabbeinu used a non-kosher animal. What's the Rebbe Rabbi Yudhoi, this the top layer was made out of two hides, one hide. Reb Nechem Yoyim Mechsa Echadayo is one. V'doyma Kimin Tila Ilan. It's similar to something that hangs on a tree. What hangs on a tree? Rashi says a wild cat. Atla Ilan. I'm going to tell you that I think we have to go back to the safari here. Where is it? Here's a picture I took myself. Very rare picture because. Anybody that ever went to safari knows it's hard to see a Tala'ilan. This is what I think it looks like. Anyways, something like this. Now it's not this because the Gemara is going to say it's extinct. These are leopards. A mother and her daughter and they both have a kill here, Baruch Hashem. Very rare. Fine. By the way, when we go on our cruise for the Sima Shaz, we're stopping off obviously in the safari and then it will be explained over there why it's so hard to see the leopard but they do hang out in trees. Tala'ilan. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. Rav Yosef just said you can't use non-kosher animals, and now you're telling me that what Rav Nechemi says that the cover was, but if you look closely, he doesn't say it was a leopard, it was a tleilon. He says v'doyma kimin. It's as if it's like tleilon tameyu hachikomar kimin tleilon who it looked like a tleilon sheish by gvanim harbeh beautiful hide v'light tleilon, but it wasn't tamei. When you make the base hamigdash, it has to be done from tar. What kind of animal that's kosher has such beautiful hide? I don't know. But that's what he had, and we're going to see in the Gemara. That was Nignas. Omar Yosef. says When it says Tachash, why doesn't the Targum say Tlailan? Some sort of leopard, tiger, whatever. It should say whatever it is in Aramaic. What does he say? Says Goyna. Says Gemara says Goyna, the sin could be switched into a, a, the, the, the Samach 
could, we, could be switched over to a sin. Shesas, sas is a lotion of simcha. Shesas bigvanim harba. He has beautiful, he's happy with his beautiful colors. He walks around, looks in the mirror and says, look what a beautiful leopard I am. Look what a beautiful, I don't know, wild cat I am. That's a, that's a, a tachash. So Moshe Rabbeinu used tachash as the top layer on the Mishkan. It had beautiful colors. And that's why the guy that, that made that beautiful book on the Mishkan has, if you look closely, it's a nice, it doesn't look anything like a leopard, but he did it nice and colorful right over here. Okay? Five. Says Gemara, um, Rava. Comes Rava along and says like this. Not true. There was the, the non-kosher hide of an animal, non-kosher skin, is mikabel tumah. So Rava uses something called, let me just go back here, called atzada shava. Very simple concept. And basically we take two halachas. In this case we take the halacha of tzeras, and the halacha of sheretz. And they both have a common denominator. They both have one thing, they both become tamay, they're metama non-kosher hide. So from that I could take that halacha and learn a third halacha and say that non-kosher hide is metama boilamais. That's what we're trying to figure out now. Is non-kosher hide metama tumas oil? It itself does it become tamay tumas oil? So if I take these two things, now the Gemara is going to start off with one at a time, and one at a time, each one has a Chumrah, and we're familiar with these Chumras, so we had them yesterday. What's the Chumrah of Tsaras? Tsaras becomes, is Metame even a thread, a single thread? It's a big Chumrah. It, it's a very small amount. Sheretz has a Chumrah. If the, we're going to take them one at a time, we're going to try to learn just out of Sheretz. It has a Chumrah that it becomes Tame, it's Metame something as small as an Adasha. Yes, tzeras could be very thin, the, the size of a thread, but the thread has to be able to make a three-by-three three finger. A sheretz is matama the size of a, of a lentil. We had it yesterday here, just in case you forgot. A lentil versus a gris, which is much larger. Fine. But if one at a time doesn't work, let's combine the two, and we have a common denominator, and we make, we learn from here that Non-kosher hide is mekabal is It itself is mekabal Let's see inside. Says the Gemara, what happened to my thing? I don't have anybody to help me give out this. Okay. Right, so now I'm going to have to look for my spot. Maybe it fell down somewhere. Yes, okay. Found it. Givaldic. Says the Gemara, Rava, where are we? Rava, Rava. Rava Omar. Or right where it becomes wide. Rava Omar. Or it's should say in the Torah the word or Ayin Vavresh. What does it say instead? Oi Vr. The Torah adds on another vase. Why? Reba to teach us halacha. Or If you have hide, that's from a non-kosher animal. But this is the only halacha we need now. Or now we're going to learn a couple other halachas, not important to our sugya. If somebody showed the, 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 the hide to a koyin to see if there's a tzaras, we're talking about tzaras here, and he gives a psak, no, and then later on the tzaras pops up, it's still tamay, even though I showed it to the koyin. Okay, not important for today. Kotzas mekulon, person made, somebody sent me, because uh, we're talking about three by three begadim, or three, three by three tfachim, and he showed me a beautiful... Something that is uh, somebody made. Like one of these blankets you make out of different patches. So if somebody made, took all these different things, a little piece of uh, uh, hide, a little piece of pishton, a little piece of this, made them all together into one beged, that it becomes tame from tzeras. Fine. So, Mar wants to say, just like by tzeras, non-kosher animal, becomes tummy from tzeras. I have this nice piece of tiger, where was it? Somewhere? Yeah, yeah, right over here. If this 
gets a little bit of teras on it. Tomei, but it's a tiger. The tiger says, there are, to include tigers, to include all non-kosher animals. The more wants to say, okay, so if so, a tiger that's above a dead body, it should also become Tomei. But I could, I could slug it up. How could I learn from Tsaras? Tsaras makes a. Hey, how you doing, Joey Levy? Tsaras becomes Tomei when there's a thin string, a thread, and not So let's, let's abandon this for a minute. We'll come back to it soon, but let's abandon Tsaras. Let's try it out from Sheretz. How do I know if a dead rat touches this non-kosher hide, the non-kosher hide becomes Tomei, Tamaloi Mar, Oi Ar. Oi Ar. A reboot. Okay, Vigilum Ivrach, Malish Rotzin, Shakimitam Chadasha, not a good raya, because the Sheretz becomes Tomei from a very small amount called an Adasha. But Oil Amaze. You need at least a kazais of meat in there. So now I'm going to go back to my first thing of Tzaras. And I go in a circle, catch 22. Each one has its own special chumrah. But one common denominator they have is that the height is Tomei. Not only that, but even the height of a non-kosher animal becomes Tomei. And therefore, I'm going to learn from the two. I'm going to learn a third thing. And therefore, I'm going to learn this halacha that if I hang, hide above a dead person, it itself becomes Tomei. Okay, so that's Rav's limud. I have it at the Shava. Asks another Rav called Rav Ibn Barnish. That's Ravashi. I could ask a question on Rav. They all have to have a common denominator, but if Tsaras and Sheretz are way different than Oil Hamez, then I can't learn Oil Hamez from them. Why? Why are they different? Because they can become Tomei and Metama less than a Kezayis. Oil Hamez, we know you need a full Kezayis. A lentil is less than a Kezayis. A Shesi Veiriv, less than a Kezayis. Torah Mimesh, and Metama Elva Kezayis. Elama Rav Ebn Barnish, Asiyod Avchav Chesam and Beis. As we got the Chaimer Minoitz Shalizim, Rabbi Yisrael, and Sunday we're going to have unbelievable, a guy that does beautiful stuff. Says the Gemara, I learned it from a Kava Chaimer, from Noitz Shalizim. What's Noitz Shalizim? Remember? Cover number two is Noitz Shalizim. The second blanket, Noitz Shalizim. What's that Allah over there? Shaymitama bin Agayim. Is goats here mitama with the Tsaras? Yes or no? No. How do I know? Because they had the whole sugi yesterday, the day before, that Saras is only metama with semer upishtim. Remember? Beged semer upishtim. has to be wool or flax. So therefore I know that goats here is not included. Yet, metama boil amaze. How do I know that goats here is metama boil amaze? That I had the whole sugi today. That anything that's on the Mishkan, including goats here, but it's not metama with tsaras. The height of a non-kosher animal that becomes tummy with tsaras, it's in the pasuk, right? So certainly it should be metama Now let's go back to Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef said you could only build a base Hamikdash and you can only do stuff with kosher animals. So ask the Gemara, according to Rashi, says Rashi, then what, what, did Rabbi, what Rabbi Yosef says has to be relevant to today. Today. So what, what is he adding that, that we don't have today? What, the, fact, the fact is that Non-kosher skin is mikabotum. So what is what is Rabbi Yosef adding? You can't do what you have. We don't have a Mishkan anymore. We don't have it. So what is Rabbi Yosef saying? Oh, by the way, anything you do for shishamayim has to be with kosher, and therefore what? How does it apply to me right now in Bet Shemesh 
and Leon in South Africa. What, what, what does that have to do? Says the Gemara, Litfilin. To tell me that when I make a parshav, tfilin, the, the, the actual cloth has to be from a kosher animal. Tfilin, bedixibu. I don't need Reb Yosef. It says in the Pasuk, Beficha, in your mouth. It has to be something I could consume, I could eat. So it has to be from a kosher animal. It's very interesting. that Without Rashi, I would have skipped this completely in, in a second. But we're using this Pasuk, Beficha, for many things in this list. Ella, Loiron. To tell me the box of my tefillin, the square box that I put on my head, on my hand, has to be from a kosher animal. And this is what I'm saying, there's a little knech here in Rashi. The shin, what's the shin? It's part of shakai. Shin, dalid, yud. I have a shin of my tefillin shiroish. I have a dalid in the back of my tefillin shiroish on my knot. It looks like a dalid. Some people I never understood have a square, that's their minog. But most people have a dalid, it looks like a dalid. And then I have a yud on my tefillin shalyad, together that spells Hashem's name, shakai. So, since I am writing a shin, and it's on my tefillin, so it has to be moiser. So here's the, here's the catch. I would have gone on. It says in the Gemara, Omar It's not Rabbi Yosef, it's Halacha Moshim Sinai. But Rashi sticks one more level. Since the Halacha Moshim Sinai says I need a shin, so once I need a shin, it's part of the Shakai. It's part of a word. If it's part of a word, then it's Hamutur Bepicha. It has to be something that you can consume and eat. Rashi sticks in the Pasuk here. It's not just Halacha Moshim Sinai. Hello. So what do I need Rabbi Yosef for? Lekarcham Besaron, Ulatafram Begidon. Here, picture, every parasha, they make it like a square, this is flat, and then they wrap the parasha with a piece of hair from a kosher animal. You see? This guy, he's wrapping it with a piece of hair. And then, by the way, if you notice, on your tefillin you'll see little hairs coming out. Those are hairs, not gidim. Those are the hairs from the parashiyos of your tefillin. And then we sew our tefillin with sinews, with gidim, as right over here. How do we know that? How do you know you take kosher here? How do you know that you use a kosher sinew? A gid. From Rav Yosef. No. Fine. No, I, I skipped something. Desanya. Tefillin merubahs, the fact that we have squared tefillin, and they say, if you go to places that don't have, go to Yemen, go to anywhere in the world, to Morocco, and everybody's tefillin looks the same. They're all square. It's a raya that we all come from the same place, and we all have the same inhagam. Nikroch is b'sa'aron, v'nitfar is begidon, the fact that you have to wrap it with the, the, the hair, and sew it with a gid, is Allah Hamashim Sinai. Ella, finally, the Gemara says, to the, uh, the actual Ritzu that you put out your hand, and then Tfilm Shurayish, that's Allah Hamashim Sinai, Vomer Yitzchak, Ritzu is Shkhairais. Ritzu is Shkhairais, Allah Hamashim Sinai. The fact that you have to paint them black is Allah Hamashim Sinai. Yes. Nahi, the Gemir, the Shkhairais, Khairis mi Gemiri. I would think, yes, Allah Hamashim Sinai has to be black, but what material are you using? That, I don't know. And the, the, the Rashba says something very interesting real quickly. He just says, look, part of the Ritzuas is Dalid Yud. And Dalid Yud is part of writing. And part of writing, it has to be Mutam Picha. So why do I need Allah HaMashim Sinai for that? says, the Rashba, the Shin, is actually written. But the Ritzuas looks like a Dalid. It looks like a Yud. It's not a physical one. So therefore, I need Allah HaMashim Sinai. I can't learn it out of the Apostle. My Havi so at the end of the day, this tachash that was on top of the mishkon, was it from a kosher animal or not kosher animal? Says the Gemara, Omer Meir. He says in the name of Meir, Moshe Rabbeinu found 
a very unique species that doesn't exist anymore. We have no idea, very unique. We don't know if it was a chaya, a wild animal, or a domesticated animal. This is where they got the idea of unicorn. But this is different than a unicorn. Because, as we're going to see soon, it's kosher. He had a single horn. Well, if he shot his It was like a, an emergency, and it just showed up. And Moshe Rabbeinu created the Mishkan, the Tachash, that's the top layer of the Mishkan, the Nignaz, and it went bye-bye, we don't have that species anymore. So the Gemara, from the fact that he had one horn, I can prove to you that he was a kosher animal and not a tummy animal of Rabbi Yehuda. Adam Rishon also had a single horn bull, and he was makrivit. So if Adam Rishon's bull was kosher, so too, Moshe Rabbeinu used a kosher animal. Because it says, says the Gemara, Shinemar v'tita v'lashem yishor par makri mafris. Adam Rishon's tfilo, yes. If that's the case, how come they didn't know that it was a behemoth? Oh, very good kasha. But the Gemara is going to ask that in 10 seconds. Baruch Hashem, I see Noam that you didn't learn the Gemara today, so I'm happy. Most of the time you have one step on me, and you ask me Gishmak Akashas. Today I see that you didn't. You're too busy with the Corona. Givaldik. Noam always learns the daf behead. It's good, it keeps me in place. Him, Menachem, a bunch of other guys. Mendy, where's Mendy today? Everybody. But Makrin is plural. It's two horns. What do you tell me? You have one horn. The point is, it's without a yud. We read it with a yud, but the way it's written is without. So Mela, it means one horn. It was a unicorn. Ramayisha Feinstein says something beautiful. He says at the end of the day, this bull is the father of all bulls that we know today. Yes, they have two horns. It was a little different, but obviously it was kosher. Says the Gemara, and a behemoth. Okay, so it was a behemoth, it was a bull. It says, Mephorish in the Torah is a bull. Kivin deke keresh, the minchayu, keren. Since there's an animal, and we learned about him in, in Chulin, called a keresh. And that's a non domesticated animal, and it has a single horn. Maybe perhaps it was a carriage. Now, very interesting, going no, back I to this. I was asking, I was asking since oh. he was Makrivet, if he was Makrivet, then it was obviously a Mimbehema. And if it has to be similar to what we were Makrivet, and we're learning from there. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I have to look into what you're saying because he didn't have a Beis Amigdosh, he didn't have a, a Mizbeach. He's Makrivet, a carbon Hashem. It could be any kosher animal. I don't know that he can't be Makrivet Chayo. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right. I have no idea. I'm saying, you're right that in the Beis Amigdosh, you're not Makrivet a, a deer. But Mechtes, other Mauritian couldn't. But forget about that. It was a behemoth. It was 100% a behemoth. It says in the Pasuk, par. It was, a, it was a bull. I don't know why I have to come onto this whole chesh, but it says it's a behemoth. The question is if our thing is a behemoth. Now, the Aruch says, what's a keresh? It's a giant animal with one horn, and you make very interesting medicine out of its horn. So the first thing that came to mind was, the safari. Look at this. It has one horn. And in China today, Yosef, you hear, in China, they make medicine out of this. Now, how much does this horn cost? Rabbi said, you know how much this horn costs? We talk, spoke about this. this. This horn cost over a half a million dollars. Why? Because in China, they use this as medicine. But it can't be that I'm right. Why? Because this is a non-kosher animal. And we're talking about a kosher animal. So you know what they say in, in, uh, in, in Hulan, there was a shita over there I saw. Perhaps it's this animal, because it says over there it's such a huge animal, it's 8 meters. Now there's another animal in the safari that's about 6 meters, and that's this guy. Now how does this, some people say this horn right over here is like a single horn. These guys are like antennas, but here he has a single horn. Kids are, and that's a kosher animal. We know giraffes are kosher, and maybe that's what Tachash is. Anyway, just interesting, in Hulan we had a whole over there. Says Gemara, if you want to look at it, I think it's Chul Nafnuntes. Says Gemara, fine. 
Says the Mishnah, beautiful Mishnah. You take a piece of clothing. Now, Rabbi Isai, if you think, if you have an Ashkenaz, and you read this Mishnah hundreds of times in your life, and you didn't learn this Gemara in Bememeth weekend, I can guarantee you, I'm willing to put $2 million on this, that you didn't understand Pshat. Why? Because the Gemara says that to understand Pshat in these three words, you have to have a four step. You have to go through four steps. It's almost impossible. It's the craziest, one of the craziest Pshat I've ever heard in my life. Silas Habegechikipla. If you take a piece of cloth, you take your suit, and you fold it over, and you make a wick out of it. How else are you going to make a wick if you li- li- live in the time of the Gemara? You take a piece of old clothing, you make a wick. Now, you know how you light your candles before Shabbos, so it makes it easier for your wife. You singe it. You make it dark, you make it black. Now it can light easier. You didn't do so. So in other words, we're dealing with a piece of clothing. No, lo- it was, It's not really a wick. Yes, you folded it. Rebbe Lezor says it's Tomei, and you cannot... Light with it, the Gemara is going to explain everything. If we're talking about Tumah, here's the Machlaikis. At the end of the day, it remains a Begit. So what if you folded it over nicely and you made it into a wick? It's still a Begit. And a Begit is Tomei. doesn't help me that I folded it. It's still Tomei. says, it is good when you fold it. You changed the, from, from one second to the next. It went from clothing to a wick. So it's no longer clothing, no longer clothing, no longer tummy. But what is the machlekes when it comes to lighting the candle? By the way, we have 115 people on Zoom now and we have many other on YouTube. Everybody is welcome to get up and walk away. And just listen to this later. It's just another two minutes, but we have to continue a little bit. So I'm not going to be insulted if you get up and walk away because I'm not going to see you. Says the Gemara. What's the machlok is whether or not you can light this on Shabbos. Listen to this pshat. Phenomenal. I don't know. How do you think of something like this? Let me say this about peh. We're talking about a piece of clothing that's exactly not a millisecond. Nothing larger than three by three. And we're talking about that it's Friday. Yontif Friday. Erev Shabbos. And we're talking about it goes according to Rebuda and according to Ula. And if you have all these four things together, you have a pshat. It's talking about it's exactly three by three fingers. And it's Friday. Yontif. And you have to hold like your Behuda. Wow. Review the holds. The concept of Noilad. If something is created and born on Yontif, it's Muks according to Review the. According to Rabbi Shimon, it's not. Meaning, if I have a perfectly good vessel and I singe it and now it became broken, it's no longer a Kli, <laughs> it turned into a Shever Kli. A Shever Kli is not a Kli, it's Noilad. I didn't think about this Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontif. Erev Yontif, I thought this is a perfectly good kli. Now, during Yontif, it became a broken kli. Broken kli I can't touch, because it's noilad. It's brand new. Oh? But let me ask you something. When I lit it, it was a perfectly good kli, and then I, that's it. So I lit it, okay, why can't I light it? We're going to say that according to the review, they can't mess with this wick. Because once it's burnt, it's no longer three by three fingers, because it's exactly three by three. When you singe it, it becomes slightly less than three by three. Less than three by three is not a kli, it becomes muktzah, you're not allowed to touch it. But what's the problem? I lit it, and now I'm done. The answer is, I have to take one more step. It's not enough to just light it. I have to light the entire wick. That takes time. By the time I get to the bottom of the wick, I'm already touching muktzah. And I can't touch muktzah, yantav. I'm not allowed to use broken kalim that broke on Yontif because that's called the Muktza of Noilad. And I have to take another step and say that I hold like Ula. 
When you light something, I have to light most of it. Rebbe Lezisov, I keep any moil, so it doesn't help me by folding up the wick like we said before. And since I lit some of the wick, it becomes a broken vessel. And therefore I'm over on Noilad. Rebbe says, no, but once I fold over this baguette, it's no longer a baguette. It's no longer a kli. So again, when I read this tonight, I'm going to read this tonight. A wick that I folded over, which was exactly three fingers by three fingers, and it's Erev Shabbos Yontif. And I hold like Rabbi Yehuda that says that if I ruined some of this wick, it became Noilad, and it's Muktza, but only because I hold like Ula that says that I have to light most of the wick, and I have to get down to the bottom of it. According to that, I I cannot light it on Erev Shabbos, Yontif. But if it's not Erev Yontif, if not, not Yontif, it's a regular Erev Shabbos. Or if the clothing, my wick, is less than 3 by 3 Or, by the way, what kind of wick we're talking about? Only linen? The kids are... You have to have a lot, a lot of different things going on here in order to have this Mishnah work out. But boy, say, Shira Matzi Shabbos is 9 o'clock. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Have a wonderful day. And now we're going to say Kapitel Tehillim for those in dire need from Corona. Yeah, I'm listening. Dialem after you don't unmute until you finish the Tehillim. I'm not unmuting anything. That's Gary's thing. If he wants, he could mute or